0: I'm a media mask meow. It's not filmed in front of a living studio audience. best friends, but we love talking about dead people. We're going to laugh and we'll cry. Well, Dana's going to cry a little
1: bit. We got love bombs all over the place and let's not act like Matt isn't going to cry a little bit. But we're also going to cuss, so if that doesn't resonate, turn the fuck around.
0: Yeah, we're going to drop some fuck bombs.
1: But we also want to share our experiences and knowledge about mediumship.
0: So, sit down, get comfortable, and remember
1: you are the light of one hundred thousand
0: are And enjoy. <laughs> Dana, Dana, Willie.
1: Matthew, Matthew, Tao.
0: Welcome back to another episode
1: of I'm a Medium, Ask Me
2: How. Boop.
0: <laughs> that was the best thing the logan from it has ever made us
2: i just want to say ever 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 I, the- I sing
1: it while i'm like mopping my floor
0: <laughs> you're just like i see you with the swiffer being like i'm a medium
1: ask me how and then you always have to do the beep Boop. at the end
0: Mm-hmm. So, Dina Willie, I think like I just want to say I have so much fun with this podcast in you. I just Aww. it's such a blessing to to get to do this with you every single week of rolling through Tuesday, just knowing that a new episode's gonna come out. It just makes me so happy.
1: I hate it. No I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> No, I love it. It's my favorite thing. It's become so much fun and it's mm-hmm. I mean, really it's just been the just the natural progression because we just these are our our natural conversations that we get to share with everybody else and the feedback that we've gotten um, from everybody has been so further validating of like we're on the right track to continue to do this so Mm -hmm. um, not only thank you to you Matthew for for doing this with me but thank you to our listeners who continue to support us um, on YouTube and Spotify and Apple or wherever you're listening to this, um, by leaving us those great reviews and subscribing and all of that. Like we're just, we we're very humble. Like I can't believe that we're actually doing this and that this podcast is getting the legs that it is. It's kind of crazy.
0: But it it's fun. You know, it's also fun. Like, I feel like I need to say this podcast is brought to you by, by viewers like you. <laughs> it really is. And, you know, it is. It's
1: a humble, humble thing. But, you know, we we created a Patreon to um, really support the cost of this because mm-hmm. we've got Logan in IT, who is a struggling college student trying to make his way in the world that we uh, pay to edit and take care of this podcast and He's created a couple of great intro songs for us Mm -hmm. and he edits the podcast. He edits the videos for YouTube um, and we got to pay him. And so we created a Patreon to help support him. And so if you ever feel so called, we'll put the information to join that in the notes. But we try to offer some exclusive content and we hope to put some more in there um, as the months go on. But um, we hope you hope to see you over on Patreon where you can hang out with the two best friends. Come on Exclusively. over. Exclusively. Mm-hmm. Be friends my, with benefits.
0: My sofa's all ready for you, so please come on <laughs> over. Let's have fun. Let's do it, uh, Dana. I feel like we need to talk about what, a question I keep getting over and over and over and over again, and I know you, as a medium as well, probably get this question: What happens when we die?
1: Yeah. I mean, what happens? It, it's also that question. It's the one guarantee in life. There's two guarantees in life that we're going to be Mm -hmm. born and we're going to die. And it's also something we don't ever talk about. It's kind of a taboo topic, right? Um, Nobody ever wants to talk about death. Everybody wants to kind of skirt over it and they don't want to face it. They don't want to talk about it. But it's the guaranteed thing that Mm. we are all going to die, that we are all going to actually lose people in our life. Um, that we're going to be not only forced with our own mortality, but mor- the mortality of those around us. It is It is going to happen. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Spoiler alert. This ends.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dana, I was gonna, hoping to be surprised. But I like how you also skimped over taxes.
1: <laughs> I mean, taxes are important, too. Um, sir, at, at uh, Mr. IRS, I did pay my taxes we're she did. We good we, good. <laughs> we um, equal <laughs> yeah out. what is it what what is there's the saying it's it's death and taxes right you can't mm-hmm. avoid them
0: yeah I like how you're like mm, skipping over taxes
1: <laughs> <laughs> listen taxes aren't as exciting or sexy and i am right. not a tax attorney i am i'm a medium so that i speak from my expertise
0: Right. Um, so what, what do you feel like happens when we die? Like, what have you experienced? And I know like you can't say like for yourself, but the spirit world through your experience, what, what have you heard?
1: The the rumors on the street are from the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of readings that I've done. And I, I always want to say that I speak truly only from my experience Mm -hmm. as an evidential mediumship, uh, person reader, um, that, uh, this is what's been shown to me multiple times. Um, the first big thing that has always been shown to me without a shadow of a doubt is that we never die alone. We mm-hmm. never die alone. So even if those, our loved ones in human form are not around, um, our loved ones in spirit are. So we never pass by ourselves. Um, that comes through in validation so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually, uh, there's a couple amazing hospice nurses that I follow on TikTok as well. That they actually, and I'll plug them, it's hospice nurse Julie and hospice nurse Penny. That you Penny. guys should follow them. They're, they're both <laughs> amazing creators. But they actually teach it as par- part of mm-hmm. the hospice process that a sign of death is when they start seeing their loved ones around. I think
0: hospice nurse Julie said it was like two weeks. Yeah. From from my understanding.
1: It's a sign of passing. Mm -hmm. But they also show it in mediumship readings that they show like so-and-so came and helped me cross over and -and so-and-so was there when I died. So that was like the number one big thing that I always want people to know because you know, sometimes people pass in their sleep, and they or they pass alone in their house, and they're like, "Oh my God, I can't believe they were alone." They, you are never, ever, ever alone when you die, especially during COVID too. There are a lot of people couldn't be with around their loved ones. Mm-hmm. I always want people to know that is like the one thing that I know ninety nine point nine 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 percent sure you never die alone.
2: Oh. That just I
0: did take a moment for that. Because it's very powerful. And yeah. I think that's what we worry about a lot, right? Or especially if somebody's been deployed or, you know, like, we'll never die alone. Um, I know that, like, kind of circling back, I heard a hospice nurse say that, like, typically uh when they start to see spirit is two weeks. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, yep, it's, you know. Uh, Let me paint this picture really quick. So what it was is there I think it was a hospice nurse and one of the newer hospice nurses had said, hey, like Jimmy's in there talking to his loved ones. Should we go help? And the experienced hospice nurse said, it's two weeks. There's nothing that we're going to do. And within that two weeks, they were gone.
2: Yeah.
0: I know when my great grandmother had passed. um, she started seeing people. And two weeks later, she was gone. Mm -hmm. She was like, uh, my dad had come into the room. And she asked my dad if he had any jobs for somebody that she knew. And that guy was no longer with us. Mm -hmm. And my dad's like, No, I don't. Mm -hmm. And it really freaked out my father. Uh, But it's very visitation, uh, visitation um, experiences, especially when you're near death. Very, very, very real. Like very Very real, and it's comforting, and I think that's Mm -hmm. like a transitional period where they're preparing us for the other side. They're preparing us for what it's like to be here and then not be here, and and it's comforting.
1: Yeah, and I think that's so cool. Um, And I want to assure everybody, whether that whether your loved one passed um, in a slow process or Mm -hmm. in an abrupt process, because it was a car accident or or something along those lines same thing happens. Your loved, loved ones are always around during the passing process to help them, um, and are around during the dying process. So no matter the type of death there, there's always somebody there with them. So, Mm. um, I want to do leave leave that there, but I also want to speak about, um, my experience with, um, loved ones that do have a slower transitional process towards death um, because it has been shown to me multiple times too that it's not just a zero to 100 process mm-hmm. it's a slower stepping out process um you kind of like um you you're like i'm i'm 100 alive I, I like to use percentages when i describe this because i think it helps people make sense um of it but they you kind of start slipping and and moving you almost have like Two feet. You have one foot in this world and one mm-hmm. foot in the spirit world, and you kind of slip back and forth from one to the other, um, and transition slowly more and more. In so you you know, and then one day you're twenty percent here and then eighty percent in spirit, and you're just slowly transitioning into um, mm-hmm. until your human body dies. Um, and so that's that's something that I've also seen that it's a very slow and gentle process um, of of stepping away from your human body.
0: Mm-hmm. I like to talk more about <clears throat> facts, right. But I'm going to say the feeling, not fact on this. I feel like we leave, like, especially in comas, right? right? Like, I believe that's that two foot roll, like one mm-hmm. foot in the spirit world, one foot here. Because I, I believe I've heard, not fact, that a lot of coma patients have stated that they are aware of like the room around them. Mm-hmm. They're aware of like what it's like. And so that's like our human soul being like, whoop, right? And being able to combat this plane and the next. Um, I've also heard a lot of like being able to describe the room around you and like surgery, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: right? So I believe our soul can exit and enter Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: and balance between both. And I just, I ended that topic really awkwardly.
2: (laughs)
1: Yeah, no, no, I think, but I think that segues really well into like the topic of NDEs because, Mm -hmm. you know, when Matthew and I are speaking on this subject we're speaking as what we have been told from loved ones who have passed that we're bringing forward and and essentially regurgitating the experiences that they have shown us and it's just through the repetition of like hearing like similar stories over and over and over and over again that we feel some level of confidence in telling you like this is kind of what the expectation is of, of the dying process. But there are people who have had what we call in the biz NDEs or near-death experiences where people have been literally dead on the table for minutes and then they're resuscitated and they come back to life. And there are numerous documenting cases of these Mm -hmm. and they're fascinating to learn about and read about and watch about and i think some of them were on that surviving death Mm -hmm. show on netflix um but it's fascinating to listen to their experiences and some of them do talk about being looking down on their bodies and seeing this and they can say everything um like what the doctor was doing what the room looked like what color the details. tool
0: handles were. I know the lady in that episode, uh, she was, had surgery and they had covered her face uh, with something or they had covered her eyes. So she uh, couldn't see anything like physically in this world. And she was standing in the corner while she was on the table. And she was able to describe the color of the handles of the tools the doctor was using, the color mm-hmm. of the filing cabinet, where people were standing. And then she, uh, I believe, guides and angels and loved ones had came down and they were talking with her as well. I'm not sure. I haven't seen the episode in a really long time. But it's possible. It is 100% possible. I think one thing that people need to realize is that spirit is a limitless potential. There is a limitless potential. The only limit that there is on the spirit world is us and our perspective and our experience and our religious views and all that stuff because we limit that stuff because mm-hmm. we want it to fit a narrative. But the spirit world does not play in the same rules on the other side as they do here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It, it's They have their own set of rules. Time doesn't exist. It's all just all one and separate at the same time. And our our human minds can't wrap around that. Yeah, we, we got to compartmentalize it. And I think an easy way to compartmentalize it is through like religion or through other things, because that makes sense to us. Right. There's mm-hmm. st- structure. There's tangibility. There's a 3D dimensional thing we can touch, see, smell, taste and all that cool stuff. But really, like the belief of the human spirit as having this uh, almost supernatural ability that it's natural to them, uh, we can't muster. So, it's really hard. Um, We kind of were talking about like experiences a little bit. um, And I always like to give an analogy of um, imagine a piece of paper is completely over this screen, and the spirit communication is like a pinhole, like somebody took a pencil and poked a hole through it. We may get like a small perspective and a small view of the spirit world, but we don't see all around the hole, right? So, there is a lot missing. But the more that we read and the more that we go through the experience of the spirit world by bringing through, evidence. We poke multiple holes through it, but we'll never get the full story. So even though me and Dana are talking about all this from our perspective and experience, we still have to say, like, we are not experts in this. As much as we are mediums and as much as we do communicate with those on the other side, we are never going to know until we ourselves are on the other side to be like, this is exactly what it is. So I do want to preface that uh, when we are talking about this uh, because I think a lot of people are going to be like, but that's not my... Experience, and that's cool. Our experiences mm-hmm. are our own. They're not necessarily yours. So I always want to say that um, as the beginning of getting into deeper into this topic, because I feel like with different perspectives comes different beliefs. And so that's where we always like mm, we're speaking from experience. Yeah, this is our absolutely.
1: Experience. And I'm always open. I, I, whenever I work with the spirit world, I always try to step forward with the most open of minds. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, And we we talk about this a lot, Matt, of w- walking in with zero bias, yeah, of just being very passive and and without bias as mediums, and like, what are you giving me, mm-hmm. and and then just trying not to get my human mind involved in it too much to try to make sense of it, because our trying to take these spiritual concepts and trying to layer it with a human understanding. Can make it really difficult, because mm-hmm. we want to like put it in boxes. we want to like say, this is how it's always going to be, or we want to like kind of dumb it down. and mm-hmm. a lot of these com concepts can't be dumbed down. Um, they're
0: no they're incredible. That's the hard part <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they're really incredible where you're just kind of like, What the hell? So mm-hmm. what do you feel? Um, that the spirit world lays. Like, where is the spirit world? Where do you feel it lays? Like, because I feel, I'm just going to see if you agree, I feel it's like an onion. Like, the world itself is the core, and the spirit world is like a layer of the onion that's over it that's almost, like, invisible, but it exists on the same plane. It's just a different frequency of, mm-hmm. like, um what is the best uh, word? The ozone layer. Like, we know it exists, right? But we can't physically see it with our eyes. And I feel yeah. like the spirit world lies over our world like a gift wrap. Yep. because like saran wrap.
1: I, I always, you, this is dating me, but back in school, we had the overhead projectors with, like, mm-hmm. the, the plastic things. Transparent like sheets. Transparent <laughs> sheets, right? So if you think about, like, us as, like, one level of transparent sheets, The spirit world is like another level of transparent sheets Mm -hmm. that goes on top of that. That so you can they have the perspective of not only our world but their world on top of that. There's just a higher awareness of that. Mm -hmm. So somebody like Matthew and I have developed ourselves to be open to that awareness of that transparent sheet above us. Does that make yeah. any sense no. at all? 100%. But it's that's because they're it's not I mean we kind of talk about being up in heaven or they're up there. No, I they're around us. they're mm-hmm. they're right here. They're just it, there's just this subtle uh, different awareness of of coexisting our, coexisting and and mm-hmm. shifting our awareness to to be to feel them, to know that they're around.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I feel, oh, I believe, I believe, I like the word believe in this. I believe that when we cross over, we just shift one, one transparent sheet to another, but we have the ability to interact with both. Mm-hmm. And I think as the spirit world, they have, they're very intelligent, very intelligent. The human need to survive goes away, right? And so we call that the ego, right? Because the ego pushes us to make sure that we protect our children, fire bad, tree pretty. I need to protect my uh, DNA to have it continue on, right? Uh, and it's very selfish, and that's cool. We need that. We need it. and It's not a bad thing. It's just to make sure that our DNA goes forward. Like, it's a human drive. It's a human drive. When we exit our body, I feel and experience and believe that that goes away, and in its place, we have something that fills it with empathy. We have an understanding and empathy that just rushes in and is kind of being like, "All right, so let's actually look this look at this from a non-judgment perspective." right? And there's accountability that goes on, and we call that a life review. So Dana, tell me a little bit more about what you feel a life review would entail, like what your experience would be.
1: Well, I first off love that ex- explanation that you just gave, because a lot of people are um, the, always asking, you know, are they mad at me? Um, are they still mad at me? Are they still mm-hmm. this? Are they still that? And a lot of that goes away with that, that ego that, that was stripped away, um, and I, before we get into life review, I also want to say our human body, when, when we are stripped away of our human body, because our human body also has disorder, right? Or disease oh. many times. And so Mm-mm. that does not come with us either. So if we were unable to walk, that we don't carry that into the spirit mm-hmm. world with us. If we had mental illness, which is a brain disorder, we do not bring that into the spirit world with us.
0: Can I take a quick second? The human body is its own thing. Mm-hmm. The soul, I always use the soul in the chest. I don't know why. I always feel like the soul is in like your heart chakra, solar plexus area. I feel like your soul is perfect. Your soul is perfect. Even bad people. There's nothing wrong with their soul. But there's something wrong with the wiring in their brain, the physical body, chemical imbalances, life experiences, nurture versus nature, The human body is not perfect at all. We all have something. There is not one human being that walks this earth that does not have something. Physical disease, mental illness, you name it. Everything is a spectrum. And so when we exit our body, the human soul is perfect and it goes somewhere else. And I know we get a lot of shit, Dana, about being like, well, they were bad. That's your ego and your human thing wanting to judge them. Mm-hmm. they have work on the other side that they will do yeah. don't you worry there's accountability yeah. there don't is you accountability
1: worry. and but- we're getting there we're getting to the accountability mm-hmm. part but i want you guys to understand that before they get to the life review yep. the things that were attached to the human body in addition to that ego is gone So if they suffered with breathing issues, if they Mm -hmm. suffered with whatever, mental illness, whatever it was, anything that was attached to their human body is gone. Their soul is intact. The human body conditions are gone when they cross over.
0: Exactly. But that does not mean that you can't bring that through as evidence. To who they were in their life experience and I think a lot of underdeveloped mediums and mediums that come in with a bias still think it's going on on the other side no vicious evidence evidence Evidence. the human body is uh, broken imperfect. The soul is perfect. Okay, sorry, Dana. I just need
1: you no. to say that.
2: <laughs> no, I think it's
1: really important because I think it's important to how we get to the life review because the life <laughs> you put you put that lip plumper on. Go. You know what?
0: That's that. You know, I, I'm gonna start doing that every time I make a good point. I'm just gonna be like, mm,
1: mm, mm. <laughs> Listen. Listen. <laughs> That's why we're best friends. We lip plumper at the ready. <laughs> Um, but it's really I I think it's a, I'm glad we we are taking the moment to hold on to this because this life review process can also get very misconstrued into a judgment process, and, I, and this is also a religious bias thing. And let's just call it what it is. It has been misconstrued into this like judge and jury judgment period of of when we die
0: purgatory. And Is that what they call that?
1: It could be purgatory. I mean, every, every, and I don't want to box in any Mm -hmm. certain religious thing, but a lot of religions have a judgment thing that happens after we die. And so, you know, backing it up for a second, no wonder we're scared of death. Like there's fire and brimstone and you're going to get judged and da, 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 da. And who among us has not fucked up in life? We've all messed up. We've all done something wrong. We are imperfect as humans, and that is that is how we're meant to be. So we all would freak out, right, if we're going to be under judge and jury, mm-hmm. looking at under a microscope with our lives. Like, what did you do? What did you do? That is not what the life review is about. The life review, again... You've been stripped of your human condition. You've been stripped of your human ego. And you are simply looking at your life, black and white, for what it is. I was presented with this opportunity. I chose to do this with it. And as Matthew described, that empathy that floods through that empathetic understanding. You can understand, well, by choosing option A, my choices affected the people around me by this. Mm -hmm. And you experience how that choice affected the people around you. And I always kind of see it as like, you know, when you throw a stone in, in water and you see the ripples. Yeah. You see the ripples of your choices and decisions and how they affected the other other people around you.
0: What's unusual about that is uh, I feel very similar, except I feel like it's like putting yourself in another person's shoes mm-hmm. and you feel because feelings are the language of spirit. So, I feel like we kind of put ourselves in the other person's shoes of like and seeing ourselves from another perspective of an understanding of how we affect people. Mm-hmm. So, like, kind of going back to like when bad people do bad things to people, and especially like, let's say, p- killers, we'll just use that as an example. I've experienced that they have to feel their victim's feelings of what it was like, their mother and father's feelings of what it would be like, their co-workers or fellow peers in the school about what it would be like, and every single person that they've affected in their life of that loss. What it was it like to lose that person? What pain did they feel? And it's not from a judgment zone. It's more from an understanding of being like, I took something that was really important in this world out. We don't see it, right? Because a lot of sociopaths lack empathy, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: right? It is a lack of human compassionate empathy. And you can think, but when the spirit world, you have the reverse. It's a flip of a coin. You get that empathy to fill it up. And then you're like, oh, but if you're, a serial killer, you're going to feel multiple people. There's a lot more work to do from a non-judgmental standpoint. I just want to make sure that there is no judgment on the other side. There is an understanding that is greater than we can comprehend. And at the human world, we want justice. We want that fire and brimstone. We want that soul destroyed. We want it completely gone. Unfortunately, that's a human need for revenge.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: That's an egoic thing. Revenge is an egoic thing. Empathy and compassion for others and feeling and learning and growing is the other side. And I know that really is really hard to hear for somebody that's in the victim's shoes or the victim's parent shoes, but it's not our choice. It is not something that we can control. So I always urge to find some comfort in, in knowing that your loved one is perfect on the other side. They are okay. Don't worry about anything else. Worry about your healing and and forgiveness. I know that's really hard to swallow as somebody that's had somebody take their own lives. Forgiving my relative for unaliving themselves is the most hardest thing I had to do. It was very, very difficult, but he had stuff he had to work on on the other side. Trust me it took him a really long time to come forward because my pain and my anger prevented me from having clear communication with him.
1: Mm -hmm. Right? But I also want to say that this is all part of this whole life review part, right? Mm -hmm. Because as they're processing their actions and what they did, we are, you are as well, or we are Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that's been so amazing and eye-opening to me is that our soul doesn't just like halt on the other side Mm -mm. we continue to grow and develop on the other side we're always growing always developing always moving and shaping and and one of the coolest things that i've seen is how as you heal here your loved one is also healing and growing Mm -hmm. and understanding Mm -hmm. on the other side it's this very symbiotic relationship and growth that happens um Mm -hmm. and and it's been very cool to to experience that so i feel that you know this life review thing it's and and it's actually i i have been told and shown so many times that it's actually an enjoyable process yeah. for them. They actually enjoy a lot of it. Um, because again, the way that Matt and I just painted it, it's even still feels a little, a little bit like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to feel how I hurt yeah. somebody. But there, but you also get to feel and experience how much joy you brought to mm-hmm. people's lives. And all those fun and amazing memories that you had and that you experienced and how many, and you get to um, celebrate the triumphs that you had and, and look at how much you grew. Like this was something that you kind of came to earth to, to work on. Like your job to come to earth was to, to work on your fear. And you, you started out being really fearful as a kid, but when you left this earth, you, had, you really released your fear. And look at how much you grew from when you came in versus when you came out. Look at how much you progressed. And it's, it's mm-hmm. celebrating your progress. And it's, it's not so much hitting you down for the mistakes you made, but celebrating and looking at the whole picture of your experience as a human. And yeah. again, they really actually enjoy the life review is is a lot of what I see
0: there's two sides of the coin, and I think another thing that you need to realize is that in our our soul in our body is confined to a meat suit right mm-hmm. so there is a thing where On the other side, you can do multiple things at once, like your soul can multitask and be in two places at once and multiple places at once. And a lot of the time, too, what I've heard, I don't know, Dana, if you've heard this, where they have their own little personal, quote unquote, heaven, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: where they get to experience and do things that they want to do on the other side. I've had um, spirit come through saying that they're at their house, their lake house. Because that's where they really liked it, but they're still at their lake house where they're talking to me and they're processing on the other side. Like, it's it's superhuman. It's the only thing I can say. It's supernatural. It's it's literally energy. Energy can do whatever the fuck energy wants. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Think about that. We aren't confined. So, a lot of people are like, well, how come two mediums can read for the same person? Mm -hmm. Energy splits. Mm -hmm. we're all connected to the same electrical grid which is source or god or whatever you prefer but we can go places that we only want to go so wherever you want to go on the other side just know that you can go there (laughs) but you can go two places at once
1: it's the same reason your dad can be with your mom and be with you and be with your Mm -hmm. brother all at the same time
0: Mm -hmm. somebody asked me they're like i have 10 brothers and sisters how the fuck is that possible (laughs) like energy is not confined
1: no
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If you really look at it, Dana's light and my light, even though you're in Colorado and I'm in Massachusetts, are from the same source. It is just evenly spaced out and dispersed. It all comes back to the same grid somewhere.
1: Our the, we both are sharing the same sun. Mm-hmm. And and the light of sun is hitting you, and the light of the sun is hitting my house as well. Yeah. Same time.
0: Same sun. Not like, oh well, Dana my son's <laughs> I'm sending in the sun your way, no, it's the same sun, same exact thing, same light source, so that's where our brain can't wrap around and being like, Ugh! my next question for you reincarnation
1: mm absolutely mm-hmm. I I a hundred percent believe in this um i um but what what my experience is because everybody. I I get a lot of questions is, uh, is my grandpa reincarnated into my child is a lot of that. Now, in my experience, most people wait to reincarnate until everybody has crossed over and, and you, typically do it in a soul group and you kind of come back together at the same time. Um, The way that um, it's been described to me is you kind of wait till everybody's down the slide to get back up and go down the slide (laughs) together again.
0: Teacher, teacher, I want to go again.
2: You have (laughs) to wait. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, That's not to say that it doesn't happen, that people don't reincarnate faster. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't limit the limitless, but in my experience, most of the time, people wait until everybody's back together again to reincarnate.
0: Hey, Dana, I know you like math.
1: Math is okay. Oh, ma- No, I don't like math.
0: So, scale one zero to one hundred. Bitch, ten percent. I say ten percent of your soul is in your body, mm-hmm. right? And I and and a lot of people would agree. We have a higher self, especially in New Age stuff. Ten yes. percent. So, I believe like when we reincarnate, that ten percent that does not mean that your soul we can't communicate with a soul that is still on the other side but i don't feel like all of us is here
1: yeah like oh, all, 100% you know what i
0: mean so we're all connected that's how we stay connected to source we are still connected yeah. so just know we can read for relatives that are reincarnated i th- yeah. i believe i believe in my experience mm-hmm. no spirit has ever come through and be like well now i am jimmy at 352 sunset way <laughs> like, yeah
1: no
0: like they haven't done that but it's just a belief that i have and just knowing that like spirit is a limitless potential
1: yep absolutely and i don't again i i always say in my experience this mm-hmm. is what i've seen um but i i i think that there are certain things like you know if you if your grandson is like oh my god he's just like grandpa you know i'm never gonna limit anything does it but, make you
0: happy does it bring you comfort who am i to say
1: Yep, absolutely. But no, I 100% believe in reincarnation.
0: I believe animals do that. If I'm truly honest, because I'm going to just say something freaky, like a freaky story. No, I do believe, but I'm going to
1: say I do believe that animals do come back faster. Like I believe you get like the same animal over and over Mm -hmm. and over again.
0: I've had five boxers, five, because they just, unfortunately, boxers get cancer really easy and they just decide to a little earlier and the bigger dog right but what's really funny is every single time I get a new uh, like let's say my first dog is, his name is Ruckus he's tattooed on me he passed in the same month that my new dog was born and it's happened every single time I've gotten a new animal and they all share like weird personality traits or tics or oh, fears my. like it's really really weird my cat when my cat had passed my new cat same day they were born what? on the same fucking day.
2: That's so, so
0: cool. I believe, I believe that animals also do that. That's mm-hmm. just something that I'm like experienced, and I'm looking at my dog sometimes, and I'm like, "Oh, you acting like the old one. <laughs> you acting like the old one. What's wrong with you? Know what I mean?" And they'll respond like in the same gestures. They'll pick up things a lot easier, like around my house. It's it's just freaky deaky. Um, but I've always just had sets of two, so it's just easier. But I believe that it's possible. It's it's. Who am I to say? Yeah. Who I'm just a medium from Massachusetts trying to make it in the big city, Dana. <laughs>
1: I'm just a medium from Massachusetts.
0: <laughs> now available on iTunes.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Logan, we got we got to have you make a uh, music for that. No, so I I think. You know, our big purpose in making this episode was really to take away as much fear around death Uh as possible. Um, And the other thing is, you know, that I really want to make sure we touch on because the other thing that, you know, I I think we're all going to be when we're faced to that moment like, oh God, (laughs) shit, here we go. It's my time (laughs) to go down the slide. Crap. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Are my loved ones okay? Yes. That's, that's the big question that I get all the time. Is my loved one okay? And I can say unequivocally, yes, they mm-hmm. are all okay. Because that is the thing that, that I just know, Every, with all of the experience and with all of the readings that I've done, they're all okay. Even if they're in middle of life review mm-hmm. and they're feeling stuff and they're whatever, they are all okay. They are all okay. They're not suffering.
0: I'm saying this and I'm saying it aggressively. Hundreds of readings, hundreds of readings that I have done and hundreds of readings that you have done. All of them cross over.
1: All of them. All they of them. cross over.
0: That doesn't mean that they can't come visit this plane. But every single one of them crosses over. They don't care about their body. Who would hang out around a dead, rotting dead corpse?
1: Yeah.
0: I have a question for you, Dana. What's like your favorite toy as a kid?
1: Oh, it was I Barbie's.
0: Okay. Do you still hang around your de- your Barbies in the garbage disposal? I don't know no. where they what they are.
1: What? No. It, it, it has you
0: no know, use now, right? They're gone. You've now transcended that, uh, that that period of your life. They don't stick around their body. So you could put me in a tree being pecked by birds. I don't care. It's not my body anymore. My soul is not my body. So the cemeteries are for the living. Mm -hmm. They're there for the grief of the living. So if you go there, they're going to be there when you're there because they are honoring your grief. They're also honoring the love that you have for them. So they're going to come visit you when you're at the grave (laughs) because it's a place for you to go for them. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? It doesn't matter even if they don't have a grave. They're always with you. They Mm -hmm. don't stick around their body. That's a question I keep getting over and over again. And I'm like,
1: girl, stop now. Well, and I see a lot of people in s- similar thing where people are afraid to move from a house mm-hmm. because they were attached to that house. They're mm-hmm. not attached to that house. They're attached to, to, I don't, let me, let me rephrase that. They're not attached to <laughs> you. <laughs> oh
0: my God. Don't use that word attachment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my no. God. I love no, you. No, they are, they are around you. They're not attached uh. to anything. They are not attached to a house. Correct. they are not attached to a thing or a car or a person or anything. How they're free.
0: They are affectionately connected with you.
1: I like that.
0: They are connected with you. They are they are bonded with you. They will be with you. They are not attached to an object. They are not attached to a person. they are not attached they are energy. They mm-hmm. are energy. We are energy. We go where we want to go.
2: Yes. We
0: have free will on the other yes. side as well. It's not like yes. a, you need to be here at 10 o'clock a.m. and <laughs> No, 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 no. So take all those misconceptions that you're hearing. And I, and my biggest advice for our listeners is start going by with what your own experiences.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Stop. Even if we say something that doesn't, excuse me, resonate for you. Whatever. Whatever. But Throw it away. our experiences speak more than our beliefs. Mm-hmm. So please use your discernment. And discernment is what hits you and what doesn't. And just discard the rest. Throw it away. Mm-hmm. It's not needless. Because what we don't want you to do is what we know is to live in fear is holding you back. Living in fear of the next life will hold you back from living a fulfilled, happy life. Because those people on the other side want you motherfucking happy. Mm -hmm. You got one trip around this, the sun. Be the happiest person that you can be. That is the messages that I always get. Please be happy. Please make yourself content. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no, as Dana says. (laughs) Right? Because you don't have much time. We, don't, we think that we have all this time we're superhuman. You do not have much as time as you do. I'm 38 years old. I still feel like I'm like, oh, my God, where the hell did time go? And it gets faster and faster and faster and faster. And pretty soon you're your old lady looking in the mirror, right? Be happy. They want you to be happy.
1: They want um, you to experience. They understand mm-hmm. how short our time here is. Mm-hmm. And they want you to be present. They want you to be experiencing life. They understand through that life review how important it is for you to be experiencing life, to be doing things, to not limit yourself by fear. If there's something that you want to be doing, do it. Um, You know, a big part of of this episode was like, don't fear the reaper. Don't fear death, but don't fear other things in your life. Mm. unpack why are you afraid to try this new thing? Why are you afraid to step out of the box and tell somebody something personal about yourself or be authentically who you are? What is holding you back in life? And a lot of times that's our own fear. Fear is a very powerful Mm -hmm. thing. Um, As mediums, fear can hold us back in like being wrong. I know for me, like my biggest thing was like, I'm afraid I'm going to be wrong. Um, Mm -hmm. I had to let that go. Unpacking fear can really help open up so many roads for us. And understanding and celebrating, I think when we unpack our fear around death, we can better celebrate life and Mm -hmm. how amazing it is. And understanding that it is fleeting, it is fast, but we get to celebrate it because Mm we're here right now. You're listening to this podcast. You are alive right here, right now. And we are so grateful and thankful that you are here, right here and right now.
2: It's beautiful.
0: I want to also piggyback something, too, because I get this question about, like, will my loved one be mad at me if I move on? No. 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 Love is a feeling, and feelings are the language of his spirit. They want you to just because, like, let's say I'm going to use a scenario. Okay, these are all fake names. They don't exist. Let's say Linda's living. Bobby passed away. Bobby was Linda's spouse. Bobby meets Jimmy. your love for Jimmy does not replace your love for Bobby. Bobby wants you to experience love because it might be a different type of love,
1: yeah,
0: right. It might be there's room in your heart for multiple love, and it doesn't need needless to say that it replaces your memories of Bobby. It doesn't shape who Bobby was, and it does not. Bury Bobby. Bobby will continue to love you from the other side, knowing that you're loving somebody else because you are fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Because you opened your heart again to move forward and to live. And trust me, Jimmy and Bobby on the other side will not be like, yo, you stole my woman. No, they come together to celebrate the love of you Mm -hmm. because you as a soul are beautiful. Absolutely. Everyone should love you. Just be a good person. That's it. That's Absolutely. it.
1: Absolutely. We're here to experience things. We're, I, I, I always affectionately call it Earth School. We are here mm-hmm. to learn, to grow, and to experience things. And in that life review, it's, did you show up and experience these things? Mm-hmm. Did you? How many experiences did you have?
0: I just have to say this. Dana to the principal's office. <laughs> Again. <laughs> but it's true. We're here to learn. We're here to learn. So... With that being said, Dana, that was a really great episode. We got passionate. I liked it. I hope that answered some questions about the other side and continue to explore. And like I said, we are mediums still learning. So Mm -hmm. as we roll through and get more experiences from the other side, we'll share them. And we don't know everything, but we know enough to say through evidence that your loved ones are good. They love you all. You're in their heart. And with that being said, Dana...
1: We love you. Live your best life. For reals, live your best life. Live your
0: best life. Live your best life. And you are the light of 100,000 suns, baby.
1: We love you. Bye. Bye, everybody. Do
0: something nice to somebody, please.